Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 12, verses 18 through 27. This is the Sadducees asking Jesus about the resurrection. And actually, we're not going to talk a whole lot about that because I did that in the parallel text, which is found in Matthew 22, 23 through 33. That's episode 552 of this podcast. You can go back and listen to it. In fact, we're skipping four sections here in Mark. We're skipping the section about the authority of Jesus being challenged because... We covered that almost identical text in Matthew 21, back in episode 547. We're skipping the parable of the tenants. Again, almost the exact representation of that text is in Matthew 21. You can hear that in episode 549. And we're skipping the segment on paying taxes to Caesar, which is covered in Matthew 22's episode 551. Let's start at the top. Chapter 12, verse 18. And the Sadducees came to Jesus, who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but leaves no child, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. And then they give this hypothetical scenario. There were seven brothers, first, and when he died, left no offspring. And the second took her and died, leaving no offspring. And the third, likewise, and the seven left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, remember they don't believe what the resurrection is, so they're just trying to trap him. In the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. So like I said, we're not going to get into the resurrection stuff and marriage after the resurrection because we covered that in episode 552. What we're going to land on is how Jesus responded to them trying to trap him. Jesus said to them, is this not the reason you are wrong? Because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. By the way, Jesus says they are like angels, not that they are angels in heaven. So this notion that when somebody dies and goes to heaven, now they're an angel or they're my angel looking over me, not particularly biblical. And not just because of this text, but other texts as well. Verse 26, And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. What Jesus is saying there at the end is that God told Moses that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because he's the God of the living, not the God of the dead, that implies that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even though they had physically died and left this earth, are alive, meaning that the resurrection is something that even Moses was introduced to by God at the burning bush. Again, that's not the point of this devotion today. What I want to land on is Jesus' willingness to call these religious people wrong. He uses the term wrong twice between verses 24 and 27. And in today's culture, the notion of saying somebody is wrong is increasingly unpopular. Conventional wisdom says, who are we to say that somebody's wrong? Their truth can be their truth, and my truth can be my truth, and we should be able to get along, and nobody has to point fingers, call anyone wrong, etc., etc. Not only does he call these people wrong who claim to understand the scriptures correctly, but he tells them the reason that they are wrong is because they don't understand the scriptures, and they don't understand the power of God. Again, even in Christian circles, Jesus would be castigated by some by being so narrow-minded as to suggest that somebody else was wrong or didn't understand the scriptures 
believers because their belief system didn't comport with his. Now, right now, I'm going to say some things that are intended for my brothers and sisters in Christ, people who trust Jesus Christ, trust his word, are clothed with the righteousness of Christ by faith in him, have been forgiven of their sin, redeemed to their father. We need to stop being afraid of calling religious people who are promoting false ideas wrong. I just heard another story from a friend yesterday who told me about a sermon they heard in a Christian church that was promoting universalistic ideas, the idea that in the end, God loves everyone, everyone's going to heaven, there's going to be no judgment, you can get to heaven other ways than through faith in Christ. Friends, if we believe in scripture, that is wrong. We have false ideas about salvation, false ideas about the authority of God's word being promoted increasingly in places that would put themselves under the umbrella of Christianity. Seminaries, colleges that call themselves Christians, ministries, ministry leaders, preachers, pastors. Friends, I'm not trying to just rail on people here. What I'm saying is the way that we got to a place where Christianity is being grossly misrepresented in many Christian places by many Christian leaders is that rank and file believers like you and me got scared of standing up and saying this is wrong when somebody who claims to be representing truth actually misrepresents truth. Write a letter, send an email, make a phone call, have a conversation. We need to hold each other who claim the name of Jesus Christ accountable. We need to take note of Jesus' disposition toward people who come to him, who are contrite, who are in need, who are aware of their need, and who are humbly asking for his help. Notice his disposition toward those people versus his disposition toward the people who claim to be religious but are promoting false ideas about who God is and about the truth. Jesus is compassionate to the people in the first group, and Jesus is very hard on the people in the second group. Somehow in our culture, even in our Christian culture, it has become anathema or very, very unpopular to stand up and call people wrong who are promoting false ideas all the while claiming to be Christian. It's not wrong to do that. It's actually following Jesus' example. It's being like Christ. Now, admittedly, if you're like me, and there are some people like me who don't mind standing up and calling a spade a spade, we need to be careful that we don't just march around looking for a fight to pick or looking for somebody to go after. We need to be careful not to take too much pleasure in saying wrong, wrong, wrong. We need to make sure that our words and our motives are covered with grace, and we need to be willing to admit when we get it wrong and ask for forgiveness when necessary. However, as I observe the people around me who genuinely know Christ, the kind of people who are most likely to tune into a podcast like this, I think most of you all need permission to be like Jesus in this way. And so I hope this text gives you permission to do that. Thanks for tuning in. Come back for more tomorrow. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit 
from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.